Tabernacle as well. Praise God. So we would like to continue with Malachi chapter 4. Verses uh, 5. So maybe today we can begin from verses 1. If you do not know where Malachi is, it is the last book in the Old Testament. We will begin from verse 1 of chapter 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud yeah, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness Rise, uh, arise with healing in, in his wings, and he shall go forth and grow up as calves of the store. And he shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. In the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the Lord Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and the dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Amen. You may be seated. So this evening, by God's grace, I'm speaking to you on again the ministry of Elijah in the end time. This scripture which we have read tonight, it is a prophecy. And you know, one thing about prophecy, whether people know it or not, it comes to pass. Whether you believe it or not, it comes to pass. Prophecy is a prophecy. And prophecy happens regardless of what anybody thinks about it. So the prophet that is spoken of here in the book of Malachi, is the one that the Bible speaks of that it would come before the day of the Lord. 
In Malachi here, it says the day that shall burn as an oven. There's coming a day. A day that will burn as an oven. And the Bible says all the proud and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And that day that comes shall burn them up. It shall leave them neither root nor branch. Now we know that that day has not yet come. And that day is coming. And how does it begin? It begins with the tribulation. You see, it will be the day of vengeance of our God. Whereby those who refuse to believe, those who refuse to believe the message of Elijah in the end time, will have to pay with, uh, with their own blood. And uh, we thank God because Jesus Christ has a way for those that fear his name. And those, amen, that shall believe on him. He says the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And I believe that in this end time the son of God is righteousness has arisen as, as rose up rather to us with healing in his wings. This entire message that we have received is healing in God's wings. In the book of Revelation chapter 3 he talks about eye self for the eyes that the, if you were blind that you would be able to see. So it comes with healing. When God brings his word his what comes with healing. Healing not only for your body, but healing for your soul. How many appreciate God is healing for their souls tonight? And now there are many people who will not actually see that God has, has a promise for our end time. And they think things are just happening. But we know that things are not just happening. We are walking in prophecy. Even here we are walking in prophecy. Even tonight we are walking in prophecy. Did you know that the Bible says there is nothing new on earth? Everything that is has been. And everything that has been shall be. So there is nothing new. That's why God can never be surprised. You know, whatever happens, God knew it before it, the foundation of the world. And he knew that the world in the end time would be in the condition it is in today. And that it would leave the principles of the world. And that's why he promised a ministry of to come and restore them back again. 
Now, before we go into st studying the ministry of Elijah in the end time, because that is also a part on its own, for a, a while now, I've been dealing with the ministry of Elijah in the beginning. Because if we get to know or to understand perfectly how the ministry of Elijah worked in the beginning, then we will surely understand without a doubt the ministry of Elijah in the end time. Is that a main church? So now we understand here that when God sent Elijah in the beginning we've gone through it over and over that it was a time when Israel had backslid when Israel had left the principles of the world and so God sent Elijah to bring back the things in order and we have read a few accounts on Elijah and today we shall read one more. But before we read that account in the book of 1 Kings 17 I'd like us to look at what Brother Barnum has to say a little bit about Jezebel. Because at the time when Elijah came, you know, uh, 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 the king Ahab had decided to marry a woman from an, among the unbelievers. And really from this we should learn that believers always marry believers. Praise God. Because when the king decided to marry an unbeliever, he also backslid with her. And he left the glory of God. And Jezebel took up the place which she was not supposed to take up. The, listen, the earliest place you can see in the Bible of a woman preacher is Eve. When Eve was preaching, you, you remember what happened? You remember what happened when Eve preached? Because when the serpent came, Eve started preaching to the serpent. And the Bible says the serpent was more subtle than any other beast that the Lord God had made. But Eve started preaching to the serpent. And she was overly excited and she decided to add more words and she said you, that he said that we should not even touch it and when the woman added on the word the serpent took away from the word because the serpent said you shall surely not die and that was taking away from the world. But you see, the serpent could not defeat the woman unless the woman had first left her place in the world. So she had to first leave her place for the serpent to be able to penetrate her 
her, her faith. And as long as the bride of Jesus in this end time can stay with the world, the devil will try to fight, but he cannot prevail. That's why Jesus in the book of Matthew he says that upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Why do you think they will not prevail? Is it because you are so powerful? Or because you are so solid on your faith? Remember now we are living in a generation or a time of sin. But at the time of Eve there was no sin. You know Eve was the first one to sin. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter, chapter 3 the Bible says the woman was in the transgression. Not the man but the woman. She was the very first one to sin. So in other words she was as perfect almost as Adam was both of them were holy so how come that they could fall? How come that Eve could fall away from that perfection? Yet she was that perfect and that powerful. That solid on the faith. The only thing that made Eve fall was that she, she went away from her place. She was removed from her place. And what was her place? Her place was absolute faith in the word of God. And what is the original sin? The original sin is unbelief. Stopped believing the word. And when she stopped believing the word, she added on the word and then what came out of it as a result, the adultery was a result of sin. Was the fruit of sin. And so if that way she lost her first estate. And Adam too lost his first estate. And now the Bible says for all have sinned. But yet we see again the Bible saying you know speaking of Jesus and he said that Jesus was the uh, you know was the new creation of God. Now listen through through Adam, Adam, the first Adam, Adam all men sin. Through Adam, the second Adam, Adam all men receive the new because you are born in your first nature you are born with the nature of sin you did not choose it it chose you so you are not you are not a sinner by by choice that much. You are a sinner by nature. Apostle Paul said it this way. You were, you were children of wrath by nature. 
children of wrath born to die born in sin but there is another birth that whoever hears the message whoever hears the gospel she will be like Mary now amen when, when the angel of the Lord came and Mary heard the, the words of the angel the Mary accepted she said be it unto me according to your word she accepted all the words and because she accepted all the words she stayed in her place her place of faith. The place of the church is the place of faith. Your place is to believe every word. But the moment you move away from that, you are no longer a believer. You are backslidden. And that's why you see all the teachings we have in our generation. Because the church has backslid through their denominational doctrines. People will stop, will not believe what you are telling them. Not because they are using the filter of the word. But because they are using the filter of their church doctrines. So these things are very important that I'm speaking in, in this series really. And I'm going to hammer it continually. Until the Lord will reveal them personally to each of us. We need to understand the ministry of Elijah in the end time. Praise the name of the Lord. And then there is a second Eve. The first Eve fell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through the first Adam, all received death. But through the second Eve, or rather through the second Adam, all attained eternal life. Who is the second Adam? Adam Jesus Christ. And who is the second Eve? The church. We are the second Eve. But what has happened? The second Eve, she has backslid. The church has backslid. But God promised a restoration. Within the church, within the, the church, God calls out a bride who cannot fall, who cannot backslide, regardless of all that she goes through. It has already been written in glory that she will overcome. I believe I am part of that bride who will hear every word of God. And then after Eve, the second woman preacher we see was Jezebel. Jezebel was one of the women that actually thought that she would teach the prophets of God. And before I continue, I will tell you right away that Jezebel is a type of the religious order of our generation. Because spiritually speaking, the church is a woman. A woman is a type of the church. So when you hear Jezebel, we are talking about the church. And, and 
what the church uh, when Jezebel came with her wrong doctrines making the king and Israel to backslide God had a, had a way out for his children and last time we talked about Constantine's idea you know the first when the first denomination was formed and we talked about how Jezebel married Ahab and this union was, was against the scripture, the word it was a cano political union it was not best on the word and the union listen, the union of Jezebel and Ahab spiritually speaking is like the union that took place in the third century between Constantine and the church Constantine was a politician who actually united the church with politics. And, and, and if you notice, Brother Manamia says it was Constantine's idea to get everyone together. The pagans, the nominal Christians, and the true Christians. Because we had those ones who were calling themselves Christians but not the true ones. And we had the pagans and we had the true Christians. But it was the idea of Emperor Constantine to bring all of them together and for a while it looked as if he would succeed. For the real believers came along to see if they could bring back the ones that had drifted away from the world. Yeah, let me tell you this. Many times when you tell someone the truth uh, and some of you have tried to testify can also testify to this. When you tell someone the truth usually the first thing some people will say oh this is the truth I am going to go and change my denomination I am going to go and, and I will not come out but I will remain and change them you know uh, you cannot change a dead system but the banam says when they denominate they die if they decide to baptize younger babies you cannot change that there is only always one solution separation always the word of God listen the word of God calls for a total separation total separation from unbelief you cannot you cannot stay united with unbelief and then you think that God will use you you know just like people who want to keep friendship with the world the Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. We got the word of God calls us to come to a place of total separation. 
Not some separation. Total separation from unbelief. Total separation from the world. Total separation from denomination. Listen, that's why the church of, of, of Jesus Christ should never come into any unity with any denomination. That's why we can never be under any umbrella of any denomination. That's why the Brother Branham taught that every church, every local church is a sovereign. And the pastor of that church is the final authority. And the pastor of that church he also uses the word and the Holy Spirit. So really every member of the church is under one thing. The word and the Holy Ghost. That's the final authority of every, of every fellowship. But we see here they try to unite and to be under, uh, to be together and the believers thought, ha, let us go, we shall bring them back again to the truth. But when they saw that they couldn't bring them back into the truth, they were forced to break away from the body political. Then when they did, they were called heretics and persecuted. Some people, when they believe this message, they don't want to be persecuted. They don't want to be called heretics. But the true church of Jesus Christ has always called been persecuted and always called Let me tell you, if the world or the friends in the world love you the same way before you believed, there is something wrong somewhere. If your friends don't find fault with you, if they can't call you names, if they can't persecute you in any way, it simply means they are your friends. And how can you be a friend with the an idea that you don't stand for. Let me give you an example. If you used to dress a certain way before you believe the message and in the world and you still dress the same way and you, 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 know, the, you, you have no problem with you, you have no problem with them. So it means you are still friends. You are having fellowship. Two fellows in a ship. But when you believe Jesus Christ, you should change it, he should change everywhere about you. The way you dress, they must be able to see it. And they must be able to notice that there has been a change. There is a song we, use, we sing that I've been changed, I've been reborn. All my life has been rearranged. What a difference it made. When Jesus came my way, can you, can you be able to give that testimony? When you come to Christ, you must have a testimony of a change. 
The world should not see you the same way. You should not see things the same way. There must be a permanent a permanent change. And he continues on to say, let me say right here that we have the very same thing going on right now. The people are all coming together. They are writing a Bible that will suit everyone whether it be a Jew, Catholic or Protestant. They have their own sin council, but they call it the ecumenical council. And do you know whom all these organizations fight? They fight, listen, they fight the true Pentecostals. They don't fight Pentecostals. They fight the true Pentecostals. Who are the true Pentecostals? Who are the true Pentecostals? I want to say I am the true Pentecostals. The bride of Jesus Christ is the true Pentecostal. The believers are the true Pentecostals. And the whole agenda of Satan is against those true Pentecostals. In the days of Elijah, Elijah was the true Pentecostal. A man that could pray and fire comes down. That was the true Pentecostal. A man that would go and ravens would feed him. A man that would see visions. A man that would hear the voice of God. A man that would you know, be in the presence of God. A man that would give a prophecy and it comes to pass. I said that is a true Pentecostal. And that is what the church needs. That's why the bride of Jesus should always not be far from that. The, the true church of the end time will not be far from Acts chapter 2. They will be right there. True Bible best Pentecostals. Having the same word, having the same power, having the same signs and wonders, having the same manifestations, having the same way. That is how you know the true church. When they have the same God of Elijah. When, he really, when, the, when, when Elijah left, the power never left. The spirit of Elijah stayed. Or the spirit which was on Elijah. Which is the spirit of Jesus Christ. Which is the spirit of God himself. And I am so happy that I am a true Pentecostal. Praise God. And he continues on to say they fight the true Pentecostals. I don't mean the organization called Pentecostal. I mean the ones who are Pentecostal because they are filled with the Holy Ghost. Because they are filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. And they have the signs and the gifts in their midst because they walk in truth. Oh, God bless you, my brothers and sisters. This should, we should hunger for this. If you're not seeing it in your midst, don't say it is no longer here. It is still here. If you don't have it, hunger for it. If you don't have it, 
You know, desire Let me say this. We, st we still believe in signs and gifts. We believe in the Holy Ghost. We believe in, we believe in being filled with the Holy Ghost. We believe in walking in truth. And Brother Barnum says here, those are the true Pentecostals. Praise God. When I have married Jezebel, for political reasons, he sold his birthright. You join up with an organization and you sell your birthright. Brother, whether you want to believe it or not, every Protestant group that ever came out and then went back sold their birthright. And when you sell your birthright, you are just like Esau. You can cry and repent all you want, but it won't do you any good. There is only one thing you can do. And that is come out of her, my people. And stop attacking over us. Now, if you don't think I am right, just answer this one question. Can any man living tell me what church or what move of God ever had revival and came back after she went into an organization? And became a denomination? Read your histories. You can't find not even one. It was the midnight hour for Israel when she joined with the world and left the spiritual for the political. It was the midnight hour of Atnesia when the church did the same thing. It is the midnight hour now that the church are coming together. The churches are coming together. Have you not heard about the world council of churches? Even here what you are seeing happening in our country. Churches coming together. Ask yourself. How can they be united when they don't believe the same thing? How? Unity is the unity of the faith. We must have unity of the faith. But what they are having is the unity of denominations. Unity of denominations can never bring unity of the faith. And that's why all of them put together they cannot even believe in baptism in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. They cannot believe things that are spoken in the Bible. Each of them has their doctrine. And Brother Branham says it is, a, it is the midnight hour. It's the end time. Now when I have married Jezebel, he, he allowed her to take the money and erect two huge houses of worship of Astate and Baal. The one that was erected for Baal was big enough for all Israel to come and worship 
there are. And when Constantine and the church married, he gave the church buildings and set up altars and images and organized the hierarchy that had already been shaping up. When Jezebel got the power of the state behind her, she forced her religion on the people that killed the prophets and the priests of God. Listen, church. What we call the what we call the uh, one world order. It is coming. One world religion. One world government. Government. These things are not Lugambo. It is going to happen. Be prepared. Get ready for the rapture. Because if you are not ready, it will happen and you will not because you are hearing it now. I am not just preaching to impress you. I'm giving you prophetic utterances here. These things are going to happen. Get ready. That's why the message of Elijah is to make us ready to prepare us for the coming of the Lord. And so he says here, the moment Jezebel had, you know, the state behind her, she now began to force her religion on everybody. She now killed the priests and the prophets of God. And this Jezebel is here again in our generation. This religious spirit of Jezebel, wrong church, wrong religion, wrong denomination, which is going to form a, 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 a worldwide wrong church. One worldwide religion. And everyone will be, listen, will, right now it is just forming. But the moment Rome has political power after all the world has united they will have now to enforce their religious systems on everyone the Bible talks about the mark of the beast and the Bible says you know if you don't have that mark on your forehead on your right hand, you won't be allowed to sell or to buy. You won't be allowed unless if you have the mark. But let me tell you, we have been told by the prophet of Malachi 4. How are they going to receive that mark? They are going to receive the mark of, on, the right, on the forehead by wrong doctrines, by accepting wrong teachings, like infant baptism. 
baptism, accepting women preachers in their churches. You know, and 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 uh, you know the this denominational spirits that is sweeping all over the world by accepting those spirits and doctrines which are just traditions of men, not in the Bible. Doctrines like penitence. Doctrines like uh, you know uh, you know confirmation. Doctrines like uh, you know all those teachings. The worship of uh, of a woman. You know replacing faith with the rosaries and, and a, a whole combination of things by accepting those wrong teachings the trinity by accepting those doctrines teachings which are not in the bible by accepting those wrong teachings they will receive the mark of the beast in their forehead by accepting to believe those things. And if you are hearing me and you have already accepted them, you still have a chance. The Bible says the only chance is come out of her, my people. Be not partakers of her sin. Come out of her. Be ye separate. That is the only hope. But time is coming when there will be no hope anymore. Amina. And then the, the, by the right hand, that is by the fellowship. Fellowshipping with those that don't believe the right doctrines. How is that fellowship going to be? By accepting to come under one union with them. Okay, we don't believe the same thing. But let us be brothers. And then you shake hands. And then you make an organization. Council of churches. And we are all under that. By being under that, even if you don't believe what they believe, you have received the mark of the Beasts by your right by, by your right hand of fellowship. Thank God for the end time message. Thank God for the Elijah in the end time. Because now we know and we came out of that nonsense. Hallelujah. We have been restored back again to the foundations of the world. Praise God. And wait for Jezebel to receive that power behind her. She began persecuting and killing the prophets. But where was Elijah? Elijah never went out of that union. Elijah never believed what Jezebel said. Elijah refused to go under that. Elijah was not, was opposing all those other prophets. One man versus all the others. Let me tell you, one man in the hands of God will defeat all the demons in hell. Thank God for the Elijah in our time. Because one man has opposed all the religious denominational doctrines and have called him all sorts of names. 
But that has helped the bride in our time. So it is so bad that Elijah, the messenger of to his day, thought he was the only one left. But God had 7,000 more that had no gold and need to bar. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Even if God used Elijah in that generation, God had more 7,000. God had more 7,000 in every nation. I believe I am among them. Hallelujah. Who will not bow and kneel? God of Jezebel. And right now, out there among, the, among these, those denominations of Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, etc. There are some that will come out and come back to God. This message, let me declare this to you now. This message is going to call them from every denomination on earth. From Baptists, they will come out. From Methodists, they will come out. From Presbyterians, from Catholics, from Anglicans, from Muslims, from everywhere, they will come out. From Adventists, they will come out. What is this? This is not another religion. We have not been called from a religion to a religion. We have been called from a religion to Jesus Christ. We are non-denominational. We are believers of the message of Elijah in the end time. We have accepted the end time message which has turned our hearts back again to the Original faith. Praise God. I want you to know I am not. And Brother Banam here is saying something. I want you to know I am not. Now and never have ever been against the people. It is the denomination. When we say Catholicism, we don't mean the people there. When we say uh, uh, Baptist, Methodist, we don't mean the people there. We mean the systems that are lying to the people. The bride will come out of them. It is the denomination. The systems of organization that I am against. I have to be against it for God hates it. So you see the bride. Where is the bride going to come from? The bride is going to be raptured out of all those denominations. Out of the Catholics, out of the full gospel, out of the miracle center, the bride is going to come out of everything. But God is not the author of confusion. He doesn't come when they are there. He comes, he removes them first, he prepares them, he fills them with the Holy Ghost, and he sets them and makes them ready. And then off they go to the rapture when he comes. That's what this message is all about. It's a preparation message. Hallelujah! We're being prepared for the coming of the Lord. Jezebel became the power that controlled the king. She controlled the king. But you see, 
there was a time and that was the time that was appropriate for God to send Elijah. And Elijah came on the scene to restore back the truth. So our Jezebel religion is already here trying to control the king to control the world to control the peoples of the world but this is the time that God should send Elijah this is the time that Elijah should come to restore us amen while I finish let us read 1 Kings 17 17 and it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman the mistress of the house felt sick and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him okay because of time let me read it only in English and she said unto Elijah what have I to do with thee O thou man of God art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son and he said unto her give me thy son and he took him out of her bosom and he carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed and he cried unto the Lord and said O Lord my God hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying his son her son and, uh, and he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this childish soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came into him again and he revived. He was restored. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said unto Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God and that the word of the Lord is in thy that is in thy mouth is truth. This is the God of Elijah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, when this child died, you know, you need to understand this miracle was repeated under Elijah's ministry. In the next times, I'll be able to show you how the ministry of Elijah actually is in continuation even after Elijah was taken. It continued with Elisha. And from Elisha, it continued on to John the Baptist. And from John the Baptist, it continues on to William Branham. And from William Branham, it continues on to uh, another man who goes to Israel. And that's how the ministry of Elijah ends. So now we'll talk about that later. But now I want you to look at the beginning of it here. When Elijah Amen. When he came to this little woman, only having a little thing for her to die. But you know, uh, uh, you know, you know how what God did then. And then this this man of God uh, was um, just around when the, the woman comes. And uh, says, you see, the, the child gets sick and then dies. There was no breath in him. And said unto Elijah, what do I have to do with this? 
Now listen. What did he say? When the ministry of Elijah comes, it doesn't matter the situation. This child died after the woman had received Elijah. And the child died. Let me ask you a question. Why did did God allow it? God allowed it so that this can happen. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this, I know that thou art a man of God. And that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. God allows bad situations to come to us. So that we we can recognize the ministry he has sent to us in our time. If we have the ministry of Elijah, then the God of Elijah must do the same thing he did at this time. If you are in a bad condition in your life, you must be able to go to the God of Elijah and tell him if you are of God. Here is my situation. Here is my problem. If you are the same God of Elijah, tell me what should I do? Don't fear to challenge God. Challenge God over any condition. Hallelujah. If you meet the same condition that this woman met, she accepted the word, but she needed vindication of that word in her life. The message is vindicated. Elijah was vindicated by God. this woman needed that vindication in her personal life. And when the God of Elijah came down, hallelujah, Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. He took that child. He said, what? Your child is dead. Give me the child. Hallelujah. Man. He went right back to God again. And he said, God, what about this situation? And then God revealed to him what to do. He stretched himself on the child. Three times. Justification. Sanctification. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then when Elijah comes, he comes with a full package. His message hallelujah justifies those that need to be justified. He sanctifies you when you need to be sanctified. Amen. Amen. If you believe it with all your heart, it's the best for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's why the proof that you have the Holy Ghost is by receiving the message of Elijah. Hey! That is the proof by receiving the word of your day. It is a proof you have the Holy Ghost. So now listen to me. Amen. Three things. Stretch on himself on the child. By the the end of that, Amen. Where there was death, life sprang up. Where there was sadness, joy came up. Where there was loss, there was profit. Let me tell you, we serve the same God of Elijah. Take it out from the word and put it in your own life. What is your situation like? Is there death? 
That same God of Elijah should restore. Should restore. Let me tell you, if we have received the ministry of Elijah, it is a ministry of restoration. Which we must begin believing for restoration in our own individual lives. Not even in the generation now anymore. But in my own personal life. If your prayer life is dead, you need to go to that God of Elijah. Say, here is my life. He will restore. He will restore the fire. He will restore the zeal. He will restore the prayer life. He will restore. There must be restoration. If you have lost everything, maybe you have lost your job, maybe you have lost your income, the God of Elijah can restore that too. He is a God of restoration. He is a God of restoration. Not only did the crews of oil not run dry. Not only did the bar of the mill not waste. Amen. It did not waste. It did not only run dry. But also life was restored where death abounded. Where there was no oil, he replaced, restored oil. Where there was no food, he restored food. Where there was no life, he restored life. Do you want school fees? He will put school fees. Do you want food in your home? He will put food in your home. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, how many believe with me tonight? You want oil. You want the Holy Ghost. He will fill you with the Holy Ghost. He's the God of Elijah. Are you dead? He will put life right there. The only thing, the only thing was for Elijah to speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why Vola. the messages of Brother Barnum were recorded. Because this is the message of Elijah. You must hear it with your ears. When you hear the message of Elijah, it restores your faith. It restores your faith. Restores your faith. Get a tape. Get a book and read and listen to this message. Restoration will happen in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At the sounding of his voice, the mystery would be finished. Then, oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. The mystery would be finished. At the sounding of the voice of Elijah in our end time, the mystery would be finished. Mm, hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. All through the scriptures, we would see that the ministry of Elijah stops the rain. What is that? Power to bind. Hallelujah. <laughs> the ministry of Elijah stops the rain. Power to bind. Jesus gave us power to bind. But not only that, it also brings down the rain. That is power to lose. We are also under that same ministry. You have power to bind. 
and power to lose. Hallelujah. Amen. You can bind the powers of darkness and they will obey you because you are under the anointing and ministry of Elijah. Hallelujah. You can lose your blessings. Oh, come on now. You can lose your blessings. Why? Because of the ministry of Elijah. The ministry of Elijah multiplies the oil. The ministry of Elijah brings back a boy to life. The ministry of Elijah brings down fire on the altar. No more dozing in the church. No more sleeping in the church. The church will be on fire. It will be a vibrant Holy Ghost filled church. Tongue talking church. Fire church. Holy Ghost filled church. Why? Because of the ministry of Elijah. What does the ministry of Elijah do? Please Jordan. Please Jordan. What are the rivers that you think are uncrossable? Hallelujah. Amen. The ministry of Elijah splits Jordan and creates a way where there is no way. When it seems as if it is impossible because of this ministry which is by the power of the Holy Ghost there I want to prophesy to you there will be a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are under this same ministry. It's not a ministry of a man. It's a ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we have been restored to. God bless you. God bless you. It will take all the lukewarmness away. And the fire of God will come and consume the sacrifice. Oh yes. What do you believe for now? Stand on your feet together with me. Do you want him to part waters for you? Do you want the fire to come down on your sacrifice? Do you want life to come down? Do you want amen or whatever you need? Pray together with me. Saints on Zoom. You might be in your home right now. But I want to tell you he's the God of Elijah. He's the God of restoration. Your home may be in confusion. But the God of Elijah is a living God. He's a God that restores again. He's a God. I hallelujah. May he restore to you everything you have lost. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. May he restore. Believe it and accept it. In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Father Lord I pray. For each one here tonight. May you come down oh God. And restore to us. Whatever the enemy has taken away. Whatever he has eaten away. Feel us now Lord. Encourage us Father. To move on in our faith. Everyone going to prayer now. Ask him to restore. Ask him to restore. He will restore everything.